Sure, yeah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Maybe a beautiful day to be a neighbor. But what if I don't want to be your neighbor? Welcome to Coyote's Tales. My name is Donna Shannon, also known as Donna Coyote. Maybe someday I will tell you the story behind that one. But I want to kick off today's episode by first and foremost, time for a newsflash. In Chicago, a badass cat leapt from a fifth story burning building and completely survived. Not only that, he walked off like a boss. That's right, it's estimated the cat made a leap that was about 65 feet and fully survived on no injuries whatsoever. It is said that both DC and Marvel are trying to get the cat signed to a new movie franchise. Have you seen that video of the people who are making spaghetti to serve to people on their countertop? Yeah, that is a thing. It was a big video on Twitter. And uh, so it had this lovely woman taking gigantic jars of Prego spaghetti sauce, pouring it all over her marble countertops, putting the what looked like weak old meatballs, cold, greasy, disgusting, just pour them out on the counter, dump all your cheese, put a bunch of noodles. You've seen it. You've seen it. Anyways, it's been taken down now. And the creator of that video claimed that he really just wanted to make cooking fun again. In truth, we have found out his real motivations. Now that college restrictions are opening up, he's finding the most unsanitary dinner possible for his friends and family to get the next new plague off to a roaring start. So don't really try this. It's probably not a great idea. In Orlando, Florida, a mother is defending, sending her daughter dressed to school, dressed as a basic bitch for culture day. That's right, she sent the five-year-old to school wearing a saucy scarf, Ugg boots, and clutching her Starbucks coffee mug. While many people weren't too happy about that, many of us feel that finally there's a way to celebrate Karen culture for the rest of us. However, the Karen Union has filed a class action suit against the school and is demanding to speak to the principal. And in our most unbelievable story of the day, a homeowner actually refused a massive offer and then accepted one for the asking price of the house instead. This happened in Cornwall, which is over in uh, England. Believe it or not, this homeowner actually wanted to keep the price affordable for local first-time buyers, even though there had been massive, massive offers above what they were asking for. So obviously the most unbelievable part of this is that there are actually decent people still out there in the world. Especially with us here in Denver, where literally in the current housing market in 2021, we are seeing houses get offers that are $100,000 above asking price. So yeah, there's decent people out there. Well, at least one in England. So good luck finding a house. But speaking of new houses and new neighbors, we actually have a new neighbor ourselves. Uh, yeah, the house across the way from us, we live in a fairly nice neighborhood in a suburb of Denver. We're right on the corner. So this other house is on the other corner too. And most of our neighbors have been here for like years and years and years and forever. Like the guy who's kitty corner to us, who, 
you know, he's okay. He's a Trump supporter. You know, he's got his yellow don't tread on me flag. But, you know, Ryan and them wave. That's the way that is. Yeah, we've been in our house for 14 years. so We've been buried in like ticks for forever. But the place across from us finally went on sale. And Ryan was so hoping to get like grumpy Gen Xers move in. Something, some people like us. In, in his mind, he had this whole fantasy built up that we could like, oh, and meet up with them and we'd have a lot in common and they could come over like once a week and we could play games and he could have a beer with them and all the rest of this. Okay, there's a lot of problems with this fantasy. Number one, Ryan is a massive introvert. So why would he go talk to strangers even if they are neighbors, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, number two, if they're grumpy Gen Xers like us, why would they talk to neighbors too? They're hiding in their houses watching Netflix as well. As it turns out, our worst fears were confirmed and the house was bought by hipster douchebags. Ah, no, not the hipster douchebags. Not only that, they're a breeding age. There's a couple... And, uh, I believe male and female traditional, well, cisgender male and female don't know if that's what they actually are, but definitely the hipster douchebag types. I kind of had suspected that this might be the case when they set out the bench on their porch. That's like the reclaimed wood and does reclaim materials and all these kind of things. I'm like, um, I don't know. Maybe they're skiers. Maybe, maybe it's something like that. Maybe, maybe they're extreme sports people. No, nope. The guy comes walking out wearing his messy man bun and I'm like, oh no, oh no. But here's what really sealed the deal. So last Sunday was Mother's Day and I was, uh, had brought mom over. I was taking her back to her house and we get in the car and the hipster douchebag is getting ready to mow his new lawn for the very first time. So he pulls out a push mower. That's right. That thing with the cylindrical blades that is like what Leave It to Beaver had to use. No actual motor on the thing. It's all muscle power. You just push it back and forth and it cuts the grass in a really shitty way. It doesn't work very well. And, and here's the thing. You may be going, well, maybe that's all he had. And maybe that was what was left behind in the garage. No, this thing is shiny. He bought it on purpose. So he starts mowing the lawn and pushing back and forth and looking all happy and pleased with himself because you could already see a coin in his mind, right? That because he's not going to contaminate his grass clippings with oh, fuel drippings from a gas mower and you know he's not sucking up the electricity he'll be able to not only use all those grass clippings and his organic composting but he can probably throw some into his juicer and get you know the real natural flavors and i'm sure when summer comes he's gonna have the dandelions grow and not put any poison on them so he can make dandelion wine and dandelion salads later on this kind of, that's what he looks like right I'm like, oh, good Lord. We'll have to see how well this goes. So I get mom home and I come back and it's like 20, 30 minutes later. And he's still working on it. He's gotten maybe a minuscule patch on this. And he is already starting to sweat bullets. And you can kind of see it in his mind that this is not as easy as it looks. But thank God I got my Mumford and Sons going in my earbud. So I'm, I'm going to push through this and I'm going to get a great workout. So I'm like, 
laughing to myself already. I go inside my house and we chill for a bit. And uh, then it's probably like about two hours later, Ryan and I are getting ready to go over to his family for Mother's Day. And I get out there and the hipster douchebag is not even halfway done with his lawn, right? And his place is not nearly as big as ours. We have a big ass lawn and he's not even halfway through it. And you can see that the hope is gone from his eyes. And there's just this, oh dear God, dread as he looks at the rest of the yard. And he's no longer got the cute little rose like you would do like a Zamboni resurfacing the ice. No, he's now gone to just willy-nilly back and forth, back and forth, odd angles, whatever the fuck. Just get this shit cut, please. Ryan and I are laughing with the voice of experience as we drive away. So we're gone for a few hours and we get back. The lawn is done. Sort of. Sort of. Oh my God. It looked like it had been just completely and totally hacked. You know, the grass is going all kinds of wild directions. There's mohawks all the way through it. A mohawk in the grass is where you like, you miss a stripe. So it just kind of sticks up a long, you know, path of grass. And not only that, this guy has like a split rail fence in his yard. So there's a split rail fence and those have like a gap underneath them. And then there's like a stretch of lawn and then there's the sidewalk right next to that. Well, he didn't even try to get that shit at all. It is, you, you can tell it's like, I'm done. This is it. I don't care. It's done. So I am just waiting to see if next weekend or the next time he goes to mow his lawn, if he's actually invested into a good lawnmower at this point. I bet you anything, we're gonna start to hear some motors coming from next door next time. So anyways, as you get older, it does get harder to make friends, especially with neighbors and stuff. Oh my God. I remember how much easier it was to make friends when I was like in my first marriage, for example. You know, at, back when I was like, Teen, teen parent and we always were living in the cheap apartments and it's like all you needed to do to find friends was just listen for the guitars coming out of the apartments right is my first husband he was a guitarist so it's all you had to hear was those strains of music coming across the quad and we would be like popping our heads out like meerkats going metal beer weed and we were usually right that's all you needed to have new best friends. You know, the types that you can mooch off of for years. And it's just really amazing how fast owners and cheap apartments can find each other right away. So there you go. If you're dying of loneliness and you don't mind people who are going to like take all of your substances, throw out some metal music. I don't know what you would do these days. Probably <laughs> maybe Mumford and Sons. Open up all your windows. Let the smoothing scent of weed permeate through the screens. And before you know it, you will have more friends than you know what to do with. Cures for loneliness. I'll catch you next time. This has been Donna Shannon with Coyote Tales. <laughs>